You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to the Faith Roots Podcast, and we're so glad to have you for episode three of this lesson. Nehemiah 13.2 is our text, Howbeit, our God turned the curse into a blessing. And as I said earlier, uh, it's important to remember that verse. I would commit that to memory because it summarizes everything we're going to talk about in this month's series. Uh, God loves to take curses and flip them, turn them around to your good. Now, Joseph was the boy who had the coat of many colors. His dad loved him more than all of his other children. Uh, And even though he had this tremendous favor, it did not prevent him from persecution. And that's something that we misunderstand sometimes. We think if we're favored by God or favored by godly people, that we will never have any difficulties, and that's not so. The Bible says, Now Israel, or Jacob, loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and they could not speak peaceably to him. And so what we see here is a tremendous amount of jealousy, envy, uh, because of uh, people not operating in good wisdom. Uh, Joseph was probably graced by his dad before the time. It would have been good to have kept this down a little bit and then later reveal it. But uh, I'm sure Joseph uh, or Jacob had his reasons, and uh, and his love for Joseph was probably stimulated by the fact that he he deeply loved Rachel, Joseph's mother, who was dead by this time. And so maybe in uh, some kind of... Uh, uh, of, uh, of love for Rachel, he's going overboard in his love for uh, Joseph. Anyway, he acted foolishly. Uh, the blessing of Genesis 12, 3, I will bless him who blesses you, curse him who curses you, doesn't require that we walk in per- perfect obedience in order to get that. That is an unconditional blessing that belongs to us because the blessings that God put on Abraham were unconditional. God made these amazing promises, and they belong to us. Now, Joseph did some things that hurt his cause. He had two dreams about how God was going to give him superiority, and uh, he shared those openly with his brothers. He shouldn't have. Let's read this. Now, Joseph had a dream, Genesis uh, 37, 5. He told it his brothers, and they hated him even more. So he said to them, please hear this dream, which I've dreamed. And <laughs> he's just a kid. He's not thinking. And he's rubbing it in when he does this. There we were, binding sheaves in the field, and behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brothers said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. And so... Uh, he had yet another dream that essentially said the same thing, and it just made them furious. They absolutely hated him. He was sent to go check on their welfare by Jacob, his father, and they were in a far-off place. No one knew where they were. Joseph was able to find them, and when he got there, 
they saw him afar off, Genesis 37, 18, and they conspired against him to kill him. Now, here's the curse. That is a curse. It's, it's a curse to have that kind of plan uh, launched against you, to want you killed. But God intervened. He intervened through the oldest son, Reuben, who said, let us not kill him. Now that stopped them for the moment. But later, they were still determined to do something. Later, as a, a caravan of Midianite Ishmaelite traders came uh, on the way to Egypt, it was a caravan of camels and they were passing down to trade with the Egyptians. Judah came up with this plan. He said, what profit is there if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh, and his brothers listened. Now, eight of the brothers were set upon killing Joseph, but God turned their malice into mercy. Now, there were 10 of them that weren't the best, uh, but Reuben didn't want to kill him, and Judah really didn't want to kill him. The others did, but God used those two to convince them to sell Joseph, or actually Judah didn't, um, Reuben didn't know about it, but, but anyway, Judah was the engineer of that whole thing. So what happens is that Joseph reaches Egypt, and there he is bought by the captain of Pharaoh's guard, a very powerful man named Potiphar. So let's read about this, Genesis chapter 39, verses 1 through 5. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now this is fascinating. King James says he was a prosperous man, but he was still a slave, meaning that regardless of where you are and regardless of your circumstances, the blessing of God can be on you. And what I want you to see off this is that prosperity begins in the soul. Beloved, I wish above all things, 3 John 2 says this, that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. In other words, John said that this prosperity from God starts with the soul. If you don't have a prosperous soul, you will never be prosperous in your circumstances. Now, Joseph doesn't have the best of circumstances, but even though the blessing of God is on him, he has a great attitude, a prosperous soul, and as a result, he is blessed as much as is possible as he is in the house of this Egyptian master. His master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. In other words, he didn't just look at the increase that came through Joseph. He knew that it had something to do with Joseph's God. So Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house, and all that he had he put under his authority or under his hand. So it was from the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake, and the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Now, 
The blessing of God was on Joseph in spite of his circumstances. And that's because of this promise God made to Abraham. Potiphar was favorable toward Joseph, therefore God blessed the house of Potiphar. Actually, he started doing this before Potiphar ever favored Joseph. Now, Joseph could easily have been killed by Potiphar because his wife accused Joseph of making sexual advances on her. I think that Potiphar knew in his heart that this was not true. I think that he had to save face, and so he had Joseph thrown into prison. Under normal circumstances, Joseph would have been put to death for such an accusation. The fact that he was not put to death tells me that Potiphar knew that his wife was partly guilty in this, or, re- or totally guilty in this. All right, so the Scripture says in Genesis 39, 20, Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, a place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy, and he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look to anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him, and whatever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Wow. What we see is that no matter what happened, and no matter how much the curse tried to come against Joseph, no matter how badly the circumstances turned, God always intervened, began to turn the circumstances, began to change things on account of what he had said to Abraham. I will bless him who blesses you. I will curse him who curses you. And it didn't matter where you went, who you were under, God had promised to bless the seed of Abraham and turn their situations around. And even though Joseph wasn't yet a free man, he was much closer to being free than he had been at any point in his life. And here's why. God couldn't take him directly to Pharaoh's palace, but he actually, by a turn of events, brought the palace to Joseph when Pharaoh's butler and baker were put into the prison. And so that which was begun as a curse was slowly turning into a blessing. And that's how it always works. And sometimes you can't see it. And sometimes you ask God, God, why is this going on the way that it is? Trust me. Trust me. I remember when I was a young man and I wanted to get into ministry. I was in a Bible school. And in the spring of the year, something began to happen in Bible school that I'd not seen any time that I'd been there. And that we all began to talk about what was awaiting us when we went home. And it blew me away how many guys on my hall with about maybe 12 guys, how many of the 12 were going to go home to paid ministry positions, at least for the summer. And as I thought about my 
uh, future, I realize I'm not getting paid anything. I'm going to go home, and I'm not going to get to be a youth guy. I'm not going to get to do any ministry. I'm going to go home and haul hay to pay for my college tuition. I'm going to have to work really hard. And so when I went home, we hauled hay, and I helped build the church. If we had a short day in the hay fields, that didn't mean I was off the hook. I had to go back to the church and immediately begin work wheelbarrowing dirt and fill to the places they needed to go so we could build the church. I helped to build that church the entire time. And so I understood what it was like to work hard. Now, little by little, I got chances to minister. The reason I did is because the guy who was in charge of youth didn't show up. And so I learned how to go to that meeting with a message. And odds were that I was going to have the opportunity to speak. And most of the time I did. I didn't get it because they officially gave it to me. But I was the de facto youth minister because the guy who really was the youth minister didn't show up. And so I got blessing over that summer in spite of what happened. And what I learned was this is that when God's hand is on you and circumstances don't appear to be moving in your favor, do not let that crush you. You keep a positive attitude. Keep your faith in God. Look to Him because He will open doors. In the beginning, they won't be great, but they will be doors that you need to see. And as you walk through them, It will be the reason that God is able to bless you with even more in the days to come. We'll pick up here tomorrow. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.